This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. The champion basically is like underrated and really, really simple and might be the best option for those brand new players, but they're incredibly and secretly powerful because what they get is that they can make a critical hit if they roll a 20 like everybody else and a 19. So that just went from 5% chance to 10% chance, which is nuts because then when you start later on adding more and more uh, attacks per action, that that compounds and so you end up with like 37% chance and even higher and heaven help you if you have advantage. If you have three attacks in one round and you have advantage, you have a 46% chance of getting a crit. And then you're a halfling with lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even want to do that math. Right. This stuff stacks. And that's that's kind of the cool thing is you start looking at your classes, but then you compare them or add them into your races and things get really interesting. Yeah. And then they basically get the thing at seventh level where they can add half of their proficiency bonus to any strength, dex, or constitution check that doesn't already have a proficiency bonus. So it's like a, a minor jack of all trades uh, from the bard. Um, and then I mentioned this before, they get an additional fighting style at level 10. So they can have great weapon fighting and defense where they get that plus one to their AC because they're just wearing armor or uh, dueling and uh, def uh, defense or protection or whatever. So, um, and it gives the options here again. Um, and as long as the prerequisites of those styles don't conflict, they can both be active at the same time, right? So you couldn't use um, dueling, which requires you to have no weapon in the other hand at the same time as two weapon fighting, but you could switch back and forth pretty easily. So mm -hmm. there's that to consider. Um, and then even better, at 18, at level 15, sorry, their critical hit range improves even more where they can crit on an 18, 19, or 20. And at that point, they have, what, three or four attacks? Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's not going to be good. Um, so there you go. Um, and then Survivor, which is just bonkers. At level 18, at the start of each of your turns, you regain hit points equal to five plus your constitution modifier. So probably at that point, 10, if you have no more than half your hit points left. So that sounds incredible, but then when you think about the damage that monsters being thrown at an 18th level character are doing, uh -huh. it it's just a nudge at that point. What would you, I mean, you've been in games that are really high levels. How much is an average attack, like hit point attack for a level 18 character? Yeah, I mean, it's anywhere from like, I mean, I want to say it was like probably in the 30 to 40 point range. And then... If they're really trying hard, easily 70, 80 to 100 points of damage. Per per attack, yeah. Per, and yeah, so the foe. five plus con, like it's not bad by any measure. Yeah. But if you're viewing it through the lens of like a first level, it's going to seem incredible. Whereas when you get it, it's just going to be this nice little pat on the back. <laughs> it is, but keep it this, this way. It costs you no actions 
and it happens every single turn as long as you're below half. Mm -hmm. So that's going to keep you alive for a couple of rounds and until you can get to a better position, yeah. either tactically or geographically. Uh, and you still have your bonus action to do second wind um, as well as action surge. So yeah, he's meant to just be a tank and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, then you have Echo Knight. Echo Knight's buck wild. Basically they create a, they summon a kind of a spectral outline copy of themselves from like the future or a different reality or something. Uh-huh. So this isn't like illusion magic in no, essence. This is like an actual it's a it's a replica, a mm -hmm. temporary replica or wow, okay. Yeah. So it comes from unrealized timelines. Uh and Thanks wizards. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually Matt Mercer, but yes. Uh, okay. It was in the critical role book. Um Okay. So basically it has one hit point. It has AC 14 plus proficiency bonus, uh, so 16 and up, and it's immune to all conditions. And you can like, like use bonus actions to like swap places with it as long as it's within 30 feet of you, uh, magically. And you can let it take some of your attacks, and you can move it. And it's basically like my buddy, my buddy, um, in combat, and it's amazing. And you can summon him a couple of times i keep saying him and all this stuff but that's just you know generic sexist yeah i am i'm, I'm a terrible person um <laughs> so they can just summon them multiple times if they get destroyed because one hit point mm -hmm. so it's 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 okay uh it's just a function of what your constitution modifier is I could see you having a lot of fun with that too, with like a bard or someone with really good deception, like mm -hmm. just trying to mess with the enemy's head. Like, yeah. that could be really interesting. Yeah. Be like, look, you're already going insane from the potion that I <laughs> slipped you. Are <laughs> You're seeing double, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> I could bench press 380 and there's two of me. Um, the uh, And what's cool too is like later on, you can start kind of getting these uh, familiar style things like what a wizard does. And you can actually start to project your consciousness through the Echo Knight and see through it um, and hear through its ear. So you could send it, because it's disposable, as it were, into a dangerous situation and scout ahead as a fighter with your, you know, your unrealized time variant. Uh, and then, um, then later on, you can, like, instead of just teleporting and switching places with it, you can start to teleport it around the battlefield um and uh at 15th level uh when echo is destroyed by taking damage you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus your constitution modifier so it doesn't get destroyed you just reabsorb it and that's reflected by temporary hit points as long as you don't already have temporary hit points wow that's really cool and then at level 18 it's called a legion of one so we talked about how you can summon it multiple times as long as you don't already have one. Level 18, you can create two Echoes. And they can coexist at the same time. <laughs> this sounds like the person that swore off friends at a young age and they're like, I don't need anybody but me, so I'm going to yeah. make more bees. <laughs> or that kid who had an active imagination and always had imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. The imaginary friend is real. He's here to kick your tail. Yes. I love it. 
Yeah. And then one of my favorites, uh, my fighter was an Eldridge Knight. Eldridge Knight basically gets access to a, a limited amount and scope of uh, wizard spells that has their own Which is chart. Just bonkers. It's awesome. Because you don't lose any of the other martial prowess that you have. This is just on top of all of that where you learn uh, two cantrips uh, and you learn a couple of spells. You have a small amount of spell slots, kind of like how um, a paladin does, right? Mm -hmm. Where they gain a, a limited number of spell slots on a reduced scale, very similar here, but all the spells have to come from uh, two schools of magic. It either has to be the evocation or abjuration, so protection or damaging magic, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, there's a whole chart there for that. And also they get a bonded weapon where basically their sword or mace or whatever becomes like bonded to them. So they can just summon it to their hand whenever their they Thor. feel like it. If you're making Thor, uh -huh. this would be one of the things you would make. Absolutely. And evocation spells like, I don't know, lightning bolt? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I like or it. <laughs> blade or Thunderstep, like, yeah, all of this, like, this is exactly for that, and it's amazing. Um, and uh, then they get uh, something really cool. They get War Magic at 7th level, where they can cast a cantrip and make one weapon attack as a bonus action. So when you use your action to cast a cantrip, so now you can't take the attack action, you can use a bonus action to make one weapon attack. Now, so if you, you have can, multiple attacks, you would still only be able to use this once, right? Because you only have the one bonus. Right. So here's how that works is you have one action. You've only ever had one action unless you use action surge. You've chosen to you to use that action to cast a spell, specifically a cantrip. With this feature, then you can also, as a bonus action, uh, make a, an attack. So things like Booming Blade, which is you cast a spell, and then as a function of that spell, you get to make a melee attack. And then as a bonus action, make another melee attack. You're still getting two attacks per turn, plus extra damage from that cantrip. Um, or something like, um, uh, what's that one that gives you advantage until the end of your next turn? Um, it's a divination thing, but that doesn't count because it's divination. Never mind. Um, but... Um, Let's see. Um, yeah, and then they become like mage slayers because they understand magic. At 10th level, they can basically get in there and hit a creature with a weapon attack, and now they have disadvantage on their next concentration save. Um, or, oh no, sorry. Disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes against the spell that you cast before the end of your next turn. Um, and then at 15th level, you can just teleport 30 feet. Because uh, why not? When you use your action surge. Like, so now you become the flash, which is awesome. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. 
New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.